I'm Denzel Mohammed. Welcome to Jobmakers. If you move to, say, France, do you think you'll be perceived as French? When you move to the United States, you become an American, part of that country that for hundreds of years has attracted people from a staggering array of nations, creating something diverse, entrepreneurial, constantly changing, and beautiful. And what's the main reason people come here? Opportunity. For Roger Magalis, immigrant from Brazil and founder of Shades in Place, a window treatment installation firm, and a trading up consulting firm in Franklin, Massachusetts, he didn't even know just how much opportunity there was in the United States to advance and progress. So when the opportunity to start installing shades as a business occurred, he seized on it. Today, he is one of the most influential leaders in his field, which doesn't even have a school where you can learn the trade. His business he built from the ground up and never missed an opportunity to learn and improve. Today, he's teaching his competitors. By the way, Roger McGallis is also the 2022 Barry M. Portnoy Immigrant Entrepreneur Awardee for Business Growth, an annual honor bestowed by the Immigrant Learning Center, co-producer of this podcast. Check him out on YouTube. Roger now is an American citizen. He believes immigrants must, quote, Americanize in order to fulfill their potential and have the biggest impact. A debatable view for sure, but one rooted in his own experience and success, as you'll hear more about in this week's Job Makers. Roger McGallis, founder of Shades in Place and Trading Up Consulting. Welcome to the Job Makers podcast. How are you? Doing good, man. Thanks so much for having me on. I appreciate it. So tell us what's your business. So my business, I... I my my thirty second uh, elevator pitch. I say that I'm on a shady business, uh, <laughs> basically. <laughs> so I starting out just installing uh, window treatments for um, for retailers, and, and eventually I start selling them as well. And fifteen years later, I developed the my techniques and um, a know how, and now I also teach how to install the best way, how to um, form new installers because we don't have that in the industry. So you basically almost like created a virtual textbook for how to do this. Uh, it's Shades Installation, right? Basically, yes. And my friends say, now I teach my competition how to be me. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> uh, so I know you sort of stumbled into this kind of business. Uh, why do you find this interesting or something that you really want to develop? So what happened was I bought my house and I rehabbed over the weekends and, you know, after, uh, after hours, after my job. And then I really liked the hands-on and construction and break things apart and put it back together. And I kind of, well, I really like to develop more into these, but there's no job that's going to go in and out on the same day. So thinking like, well, if I start a company to do whatever kind of work and I need to replace flooring or I need to paint walls or whatever you know activity I need to do in a house, it's not going to be done in one day. 
So I didn't want to leave my job as a truck driver to start something that I, I would have come and to Mrs. Jones and say, Mrs. Jones, I started a job today, but then you got to be without Flory until Thursday when it's my next day off so I can come and finish. So it, it didn't make it sense to, to do anything like that. Something that kind of in and out in the house that I can have it done in a day. So I won't kind of have to come back because I didn't finish on the same day. And I can fill, you know, my days off between driving trucks. And uh, that's the way I started out. But you don't know what you don't know, right? <laughs> right. And now you're doing even better. Um, yeah. But your story with entrepreneurship began all the way back in Brazil when you were a boy, right? Pretty much. Yeah. As I said, I'm a, I'm a workaholic. So I need to, you know, since early days, I just... I like to keep doing things. I don't like just to be sitting around. And then uh, let's call my first business, I guess, uh, at age six. Um, I have two twin cousins that I really loved, and, and they're kind of six, uh, probably four or five years older than me. So they were my role models when you were a little kid. And they they like to fix bicycles. They They were always doing something. You know, and at one point they have uh, shine shoe boxes and they were just, you know, going around on the streets and doing it. And I said, can you, can you have one of your friends to build me a shoe shine box so I can go around, you know, and ask my the neighbors here? And he said, yeah, sure. You know, six years old, what the heck is going to do with that? Uh, so one of his friends built the shine shoe box. And gave it to me, and I would go around the, the neighbors and ask them. But obviously, it was different because the the husbands were they were not home. It was just the wives that would give me just the shoes and say, "Here." So, uh, I really like when you kind of you you knock on the on the shoe box and uh, just step, and then they switch uh, feet and then switch legs so you can do it. And I couldn't do that way because there was nobody wearing the shoes at that time. But in any event, I made some money uh, and I liked it. And that was really my first entrepreneur thing. When you moved to the U.S., it was around uh, 2000, right? Correct. And did you have the intention of thinking that you were going to be able to start a business in the U.S. at that no. time? No, my, my, my plan was more, more or less learning English. That, that was one of the main reasons. And because we had a, a strong economy, and I said, well, maybe I'll work a couple, a few years here, save up some money, and then um, I'll go back to Brazil eventually. And then I'll open a business there because I always wanted to have a business somehow, you know. Um, and I said, well, I'll, I'll be capitalized and then I'll go back and I'll, I'll open some sort of a business. And then the pandemic came and I say, well, maybe um, uh, I, this might be the opportunity just to, to flip it, you know, and kind of close it. Because in my mind it was like, who the heck is ever going to buy shades in the middle of a pandemic? Pandemic uh, shades should be at the bottom of the list, you know, uh, with priorities. And ended up being exactly the opposite because everybody was home, everybody, nobody was sick. Everybody was just trapped inside the house, you know, and they kind of, we need to spend the energy we have here. We're not traveling. 
people were working from home, so income was coming, and everybody started remodeling homes and fixing, changing rooms into offices. And next thing you know, we're busy as ever been, you know. Uh, at the same time, I was teaching already conventions and seminars and got that got really intensified because nobody went to the real conventions. And then because everybody was home, oh, let's do a live, let's do a seminar, let's do a webinar. And then I start getting way more um, requests to, to share knowledge and you start getting why you think this is happening, what we can do for, you know, becoming more an influencer to the industry. And then in September of 2020, uh, driving to a job in the Berkshires and then thinking, I said, well, I really built these from really blood, sweat and tears. I don't want to just give it up. And that was when trading up came on. And I said, well, I actually could transition from really hands-on work and more physical into training new people and kind of passing on the knowledge and keeping my connections. It was really how the whole thing started uh, with trading up. And then at the same time, because it was so busy with shades in place and high demand, I say, I just cannot just close it as I originally thought. I guess I was just going to bring people in and train them so I can be the lead on both uh, companies. I can have people working for me at the same time. I can pass the knowledge into other to other people as well. And that's really where we are right now. And so your showroom became uh, like a workroom. Yeah, we don't have a showroom anymore. We're gonna turn the showroom into more a, a school facility. So I developed different types of windows so we can, different applications, so I can shoot classes and shoot videos and explain how things should be done and what is the, uh, difficulties you're going to see with each window, what kind of products you can use for certain applications. And that became really the, uh, the school. And so you, your reputation goes well beyond Massachusetts and you're requested in, in several states across the country, even all the way down to Florida. Um, take us back to when you first moved here and, and, you know, coming from from Brazil, the economy has started to do better, but it must have been a, a real ch- change for you. Oh, definitely. First, the the weather, the language barrier, being uh, away from family. I do only have one cousin here, but still, is is not the whole family. You know, in uh, uh, culture, the way thing people do things, and even New England is a little more uh, conservative than the rest of the country. For the most part, so all of those things I had to adjust, and obviously it, it takes time, and it was a big learning curve. And you mentioned earlier that that you you're trading your competition, which I I find so so interesting. <laughs> you have found very creative ways to give back and to promote the success of other entrepreneurs. Can you describe some of those uh, initiatives that you have, and what's the what impact you've had? Right, I really believe. Um, I know a lot of people, they, they don't share anything because they are so afraid that if they share what they know, they're going to be displaced. Somebody else is going to take over. And I truly believe it is totally the opposite. The more you share, 
the more people rely on you because they really see you as a trust uh, resource. So I'm not the least afraid of losing work for the competition. As a matter of fact, I think is is great because the competition can see how you do. You can improve the whole experience for everyone overall. Um, so in 2004, uh, let me see if I can remember this correct. In 14, I started a Facebook group uh, called Free Speech Window Covering Pros for that reason, just to share knowledge because that was pretty much how I learned the business. There's no school for what we do. Uh, so you're just learning by shadowing someone, by going to training, by going to seminars, uh, making a friend that kind of is more seasoned than you. So you can call, you know, a body up and ask questions. And that was really how I learned and became really uh, a really great resources that we have over a thousand members now. It, it pays off so hugely it's unbelievable wow that is incredible um one question for you as you're from brazil you know we've done research on brazilians and their self-employment rates and they've brazilians have the highest rates of self-employment of entrepreneurship in um, the greater boston area um, is that right? <laughs> i mean that's both incorporated and unincorporated businesses yeah. but why do you think that is what i really think it is um first we're very creative we are creative because we didn't have the resources because everything is so scarce we just need to be creative to survive that's really instinct mode to get a, a survival mode really uh and then when we get here and i'm talking back in brazil and then we get here and we see the opportunities here and we see that it, it's so abundant here that pretty much there's market for everything. And then these people start saying, well, you know what? I already had the second chance just to be here. Let me use my, my knowledge or my instincts and kind of move forward. And they, I think that's what it is. We just see the opportunities that we didn't see back home and we just run with them. It's funny that you mentioned that because, you know, someone you and I know, Yitka Borowick, who has a business called Clean Green on the Cape. Right. Um, you know, it was the same thing for her, especially coming from like a communist country, the, right. Czech, Repu the Czech Republic, and, and just seeing how much opportunity was here. And, you know, as did you, you grabbed those opportunities and then you, uh, same thing with her, and you all have expanded. Even during the pandemic, she opened a new business. Nova Yoga, you opened your consulting business. You went, you know, you went online, you you were all over Zoom, you were training. I'm seeing videos all over the place, instructions yeah. and things, things like that. I mean, that's really something that that um it's it that's a message we want to get out with this podcast, really. Yeah, I appreciate it. Immigrants yeah. come uh, here and grab opportunities and make and create jobs. I'm not special, I'm not, you know, I don't have privileges or anything. It's just hard work. But one thing that I really think is extremely important, don't try to run your life here the way you run your life in your own country. So you come here, you need to learn the language, you need to get used to the customs, to the 
culture to the way people live here because you know you can live here for 50 years but you still someone that came you know you were still an immigrant you're still a foreigner even 50 years later even as an american citizen for the lack of a better word you know a lot of people don't see that they want to do their way you know and that's what i think people miss the opportunity to grow even bigger because I can tell from everything that I've done and all the success I have achieved, the first thing that comes to a lot of the comments from people say, Roger, we really appreciate that you respect our culture, you respect the way things are, you learn the language, you really did things the way it's supposed to be done. And that's why you're successful, because you got the respect from your own community, you got respect from the Americans because they saw you respect the country. I, I feel as though there's, there's a subtle dig at some other immigrants in what you're saying that, you know, some perhaps some don't acclimatize and therefore that holds them back. I don't know exactly what it is or even between Brazilians, you know, some Brazilians are very successful between the community, but they don't expand uh, wider because they feel like they want to stay with their own community. And I think this is wrong. You really need to cater to everyone and open, you know, to more cultures and all of that. But you need to be, uh, for lack of a better word, Americanized. You know, you, you, your culture comes second. The American culture always going to come first. You know, you are in that, you are in that game. You are in that playing field you know you put your brazilians ass in it or your you know whatever uh, culture you have in but it should not be the primary culture and that's what i think some people miss the point we do the running man here not the samba right so <laughs> exactly <laughs> we can we can play a couple sambas you know <laughs> between the whole night but it shouldn't be the samba night and so finally you've been given, you know, tremendous opportunity and you've run with it. You have <clears throat> um, been successful. You've enabled other people to be successful. Um, how do you feel about the country that that took you in and, and allowed you to thrive in this way, the United States? <laughs> it is very ironic because when I was in Brazil, I never planned to be in the U.S. <laughs> and then uh, eventually I came and I saw the opportunities and I saw that, you know, uh, Pretty much whatever you do here, there's a market for it, you know, and people respect you. They may not agree with you, but they still respect your point of view. In uh, the opportunities are just here. Uh, regardless what you want to do, there's always a market for it. And uh, I respect that. It, there's, there's a reason why the U.S. is the biggest market on the planet, <laughs> because the opportunity is just incredible. I cannot be more thankful now. And as a matter of fact, I'm an American citizen. So that may say that I really enjoy and appreciate this country. That was very nicely said. Roger Magalis, uh, founder of Shades in Place and Trading Up Consulting. Thank you for joining us in Jawmakers and sharing your story. I really appreciate things. I really appreciate the opportunity. Jobmakers is a weekly podcast about immigrant entrepreneurship and contribution produced by Pioneer Institute, 
a think tank in Boston, and the Immigrant Learning Center in Malden, Massachusetts, a not-for-profit that gives immigrants a voice. Thanks for joining us for this week's powerful story of immigrant entrepreneurship. Remember, you can subscribe to JobMakers on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please, give us some stars. I'm Nezla Mohammed. See you next Thursday at noon for another JobMakers. Thank you.